0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Old Testament reading for the ninth Sunday after Pentecost is from Isaiah chapter 55. O come to the water, all who are thirsty. You who have no money, come, buy and eat. Come and buy grain without money and wine and milk that cost nothing. Why are you spending money for what isn't bread and your earnings for what doesn't satisfy? If you will only listen to me, you will eat good things and enjoy rich food. Hear and come to me. Listen and you will live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you, the mercies faithfully promised to David. Once I made him a witness to the nations, a prince and a commander of the nations. So now you will call a nation you don't know, and a nation that doesn't know you will run to you on account of the Lord your God and the Holy One of Israel, for he has honored you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our epistle reading comes from Romans chapter 9. I'm telling the truth in Christ. I'm not lying, as my conscience assures me by the Holy Spirit. When I say I have a great sorrow and continuous pain in my heart, I could wish myself cut off from Christ and damned for my fellow Jews, my own flesh and blood. They are the people of Israel. They are made God's family. They have the glory, the covenant, the law, the worship, and the promises. They have the ancestors. And from them, according to His blood, came Christ, who is God over everything. Blessed forever. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 14th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. When Jesus heard about John, he left in a boat and went to a deserted place to be alone. The people heard of it and followed him on foot from the towns. When Jesus stepped out of the boat, he saw a big crowd. He felt sorry for them. And healed their sick in the evening the disciples came to him this is a deserted place they said and it's late send the crowds away to the villages to buy themselves some food they don't need to go away Jesus answered them you give them something to eat All we have here are five loaves and two fish, they told him. Let me have them, he said. He ordered the people to sit down on the grass. Then taking the five loaves and two fish and looking up to heaven, he blessed them. Breaking the loaves, he gave them to the disciples and they gave them to the people. All of them ate and had enough. They picked up the pieces that were left 12 baskets full. Some 5,000 men had eaten, not counting women and children. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Our sermon text today is our gospel reading. Grace and peace to you from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. In a parabolic story... God recounts the history of Jerusalem in Ezekiel 16. The story is a graphic depiction of Jerusalem as God's bride. One aspect of the story is the unfaithfulness and wickedness of Jerusalem. The other is God's compassion upon Jerusalem. God paints the picture of Jerusalem as a baby born in Canaan from an Amorite and a Hittite who don't care about her, such that they don't cut the cord, wash her with water, nor cleanse her with salt, nor wrap her in a blanket. Instead, they throw her into an open field where she is scorned. No one has compassion or pity on her until the Lord comes by and sees her wallowing in her blood, and he says, live. Then she flourished and grew. After she grew more, God claimed her as his own and adorned her and dressed her and blessed her with much. God often speaks about having compassion on His people after they have sinned and turned against Him. He speaks of His compassion and mercy, that He will relent of the disasters and troubles He brings on His people and will have compassion on them and deliver them from their exile and from their enemies. God looks at the plight of His people and their suffering, and He has compassion on them. This is what we see in the gospel according to Matthew. The people are struggling. They are beset by illness or other problems, and they follow Jesus around the lake to obtain his help. And when he sees them, he felt sorry for them. In other words, he is moved to compassion. He is moved within himself to compassion. Show compassion for these people. He cares for them. He reaches out to them and he heals them. But not only does he heal them, he feeds them. He provides for their physical needs. He gives them food. In all this, he is teaching them to look to him for all their needs. He is teaching them that he cares and he will provide. They have but to look to him. We see, though, that the disciples struggle with that here. First, they want to send the people away so they can get food. They don't want to look to Jesus to provide. Then, when he tasks them to feed the people, they only look to what they have. He has to tell them to bring the food to him, and he sits the people down and feeds them. He stands before the people as God, giving them their food in an abundance and in this desolate place, which should bring to mind God's provision for Israel in the wilderness. It is Christ's compassion that rules the day in our text. It is God's compassion that delivers us from our fate, from what we deserve, just as his compassion delivered the Israelites from what they deserve. God does not desire or want to afflict us or bring the consequences of sin upon us. He desires to remove them from us. He desires to relieve our afflictions. But we do deserve these afflictions. We deserve these troubles. We deserve to have no rain or to have diseases afflict us and our food. Sin has brought all these troubles upon us. Our desire to be gods and to run the universe apart from the one true God has brought disaster. Just look at how we have failed to handle and tame the COVID-19 virus, possibly causing more harm than good. But not only this, we can examine our own hearts and see that we are not as caring and loving as God is. Sure, we have compassion for our children, for many in our family, for people in our communities, and in faraway places who are hungry and needy, and for many animals. But our compassion has its limits. Do we have compassion for the drug dealer, the druggie, the God-hater, the gang member, and our enemies? Where is our compassion for those who have hurt us and wronged us? What about our compassion for those under our authority when they are disobedient and disrespectful? What about our compassion for our leaders and those in authority when we don't like what they are doing. Look at Paul in our epistle. He exhibits God-like compassion as he would wish for himself to be cut off for the sake of his fellow Jews who beat him and attacked him. He wants and longs for their salvation and their redemption. He sorrows over them and is in anguish in his heart for them he is moved to compassion for these who have been so greatly honored and blessed by god but who are blind to the truth and who have treated him quite poorly i wish i could speak so strongly and boldly like paul but i want to save my own skin I wish I could lay down my eternal life as he offers to do so here. But I know that my heart is full of self-concern. Rather than compassion and concern for others, our hearts are often full of ourselves. Rather than loving my neighbor, I want to love myself and seek my own good. My compassion falls short just as every sinful human being. We all fail to show compassion at times. None of us is perfectly humble and compassionate. And for that, we deserve death. We deserve to die. We deserve to be abandoned in the wilderness, to search for food and any other needs all on our own. We deserve to be turned over to our sins and all the consequences that come with those sins. You and I deserve nothing but God's fiery judgment. And yet Christ has compassion on you. God shows you favor. Jesus sees your need and mine and he meets it. Jesus lived in our flesh and showed compassion. He was perfect in his care and concern for others. When others wanted people to fend for themselves, Jesus was moved to aid them and help them. Though he was seeking solitude and time away from the crowds, he still had compassion. He didn't raise his voice or complain about their neediness. He met their needs. He loved them. He had care and concern for their physical well being. He kept the fifth commandment. And then, in and with the same compassion, he went to the cross to forgive the debt of all people. He went to to take care of sin. He went to die. For all the times we lacked compassion or when our compassion ran out. He went to the cross to bleed and suffer our punishment. He died in your place and mine. God's justice fell on him instead of you. Now you are forgiven. Your sins are erased. For with Jesus' death, they are put asunder and killed. And he rose having conquered over them, having removed them all from you. He saved you. He provides for your needs in body and soul. For he has provided you water without cost, heavenly food without money. He has given you waters in baptism that cleanse you and make you whole. He has given you waters to make you clean and holy. You are pure and holy now and welcome to come to his table to dine and eat with him. It cost you nothing because he paid the price. He secured for you food that feeds you physically, bread and wine, and food that feeds your soul and body, his body and blood. He gives you food that imparts life and holiness to you. This food makes you holy And it heals you, body and soul. It heals you completely, for it brings you into Jesus' presence. And he purifies you by his spirit, and he gives you new life. This new life extends from today into eternity. It cannot be taken away. It is an abundance of life that overflows. There's more than enough. And it satisfies because it extends into eternity where all our wounds are healed and our bodies made whole and perfect forever. It is out of this compassion of Jesus for you that you can likewise be compassionate with all those around you, loving your neighbor and forgiving your enemy. You can even have compassion on those who test your patience, just as God and said, compassion on you. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. All readings prior to the sermon come from an American translation of the Bible.